Just don't get stabbed. I'll be careful. <laughs> I don't want to get stabbed. Yeah. Getting stabbed would hurt. <laughs> wear a bulletproof vest. Oh, God. Walk around like 50. <laughs> <laughs> I do all my banking online. <laughs> Just walk walks out on stage in a bulletproof vest. It's like you self-important jackass. <laughs> I mean, he did get shot a bunch of times. He got shot a bunch of times, but they weren't at a concert. <laughs> People. Get I mean, sh- I, I mean, I mean, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be that judgmental. He, I'm angry at him for reasons outside of that. What reasons are those? That he made a fucking video game. He made two. <laughs> so no. If he were in Def Jam, that would have been one thing. But there were like there were like two of them. There were two the Fifty Cent games. This was a point in time where I was just sick of his ass and was just <laughs> looking for a place where he would I wouldn't have to deal with him. And it's like, oh yeah, we're doing a gaming podcast. I can just you know just play my fucking games, yeah. And then sure enough, I'm sitting there on game trailers. Like, okay, oh, what's coming up? You motherfucker. <laughs> Is there no escaping you? Yeah, 50 was God big. It's kind of like, where is he now? Mm-hmm. He had the movie about his life, too. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Old Taku Connection. And yes, I know, when's Black Lion? Black Lion is now. Late episode is late. I get it. I get it. I got a bone to pick with soup. That's right. Soup. See? I want stew. I need stew. It's good right now because it's cold as butt out here. And fortunately, I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. Everywhere I go, every store I go to, the soup section, lousy with three and four different kinds of tomato, chicken noodle, and some form of minestrone or lentil wood. I've never been a fan of lentils. Anyway. Ugh. Stew, where is it? Where's the beef? Where's that... I don't know what you call it. Creamy broth. It's almost like... It's almost like the chunks of vegetable and meat are swimming in gravy. Stew is just so good. Why is it so hard to find? It's like the your only option is making the stuff and good luck trying to buy anything right now. Good Christ, every store I went to... Ugh, you, uh, you, you get caught. You get caught between the guy trying to get there immediately... And the guy not going anywhere. Ever. And they're both looking at you for some reason. It's like you try and duck, so they look at each other, but they both just look down. Oh. Anyway. Yeah, again. Sorry, the episode's late. Um, Life, specifically school, being a week away from final school, is trying to push the poop back up the way it came. And it's succeeding. It's been rough. Don't worry, I'll have it up. Well, it'll be up by the time you're listening to this, so I guess it really doesn't matter. 
I guess all I can do is apologize for it being late at all to the hypothetical listeners. I want to hold out hope, but like, Mike just keeps beating the lack of listeners into my head, and I think it's starting to take effect. Anyway, let me know if the sound quality is better. I got a um, thingy. Anyway, yeah, Black Lion. Please enjoy. I just look at it like it's happening. <laughs> Even without Joe, it's we're getting it done. So mm-hmm. we always find a way to kick something out. Well, um, we were in luck this time uh, due to the special kind of ass whipping I'm getting from school. I really needed what we watched today to be easy. Like, not something that's going to require a lot of research or... Have you seen it before? No. I intentionally went into this uh, as blind as you guys were. Well, I guess I wasn't as blind. I'd seen... uh, This is one of those animes I would see trailers for a lot. And stuff I would rent. And sometimes stuff I would buy. I'd see this really weird trailer. So the only thing I knew about the anime coming in was that dude would like bust out that half Terminator face. But the way the trailer depicts it, it seems like he looks like that from the start. <laughs> also, the trailer seemed to give you the impression that it was going to be like more about him getting like the Terminator face getting screwed up and, you know, just coming back for more rather than being the unstoppable killing machine that he was. Cause Lord have mercy. <laughs> So did it color your expectations when you finally watched it? Um, I liked it. Yeah. I like I, I had um I just thought it would be like over the top and silly. I didn't really have high or low expectations for it. But I found it uh I found it to be fun in sort of in, in a way. It's the kind of thing that I look at and I really wanna write or I guess when I was younger, draw. I want to do something creative having looked at this. And I think a lot of it has to do with the, uh, the, it's the term I'm looking for here, um, anachronistic orgy going on in this anime. Yeah, that was cool. God, I was all over the place. I loved it. Yeah. But like going back to what you were saying about, it makes you want to create. Like, I get that every once in a while. and It's... When I look at, like, this story, it was really interesting because I, they kind of... At the beginning, I thought, like, okay, here we go. It's going to be like, there's this character and this character and there's all this political wheeling and dealing and shit. But then mm-hmm. it ended up being this really simple story driven by a couple interesting plot points and it was just like... Okay, here's this, and here's this. Now, like, let's watch it play out. Yep. And I always go back to Fury Road, because I think it's, like, the perfect version of, of like, that. But, like, mm-hmm. here's, here's the plot points, and it's the kind of thing where... I feel, well, I guess he storyboarded that. I feel like he storyboarded that whole thing out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think he had a script was the thing. Oh yeah, I could I could believe that. Which was which is crazy, but I feel like it has the same sort of feel where it's like, okay, we we know like we have our like layout of how this should go, 
but really we're not going to know. Like this thing, until we're on the ground putting it together is when we'll really be able to see the shape that it takes. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's true of any kind of like story. Like you start seeing it take shape, but I just felt like this kind of had like an elemental feel to it, kind of like Fury Road did. Mm-hmm. Just all action. But it was, I don't know, I watched the dub and the, I was really impressed Me too. by the performances, especially the main character. Who was the, yeah. He was the voice of Lee Chow Lan in the Tekken movie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, I meant to look up the voices because it's probably not him, but uh, Robot Face sounded like Michael Dorn. Hmm. <laughs> sounded like fucking Worf. Kinda. I got. I definitely got like. There was a few times when he was talking. I was like, "This is definitely a black guy." And there, it, I thought I was thinking, you know, like Michael Dorn or like Greg Eagles. Because uh, there was somebody around. That I think I, I don't know. I just remember hearing a guy in, in like Tenchu too, and he had mm. this voice, and it was like clearly. I think it was Greg Eagles, but. Uh, says it's a guy named. Jose Brown. Huh. Interesting. Hold on. Yeah, I'm on. Uh, he's done a couple of animes. His career was pretty short. Started with uh, Black Lion, and I think the last thing he's credited for is a new Fist of the North Star in 2003. So he did this for about 10 years. Yeah, I looked up the protagonist, and he... And early in his career, he just had a, like a few voiceover things, and it, it was weird because he seems like his voice seems like the kind of voice that I like heard everywhere. But the mm-hmm. only other thing I recognized was the Tekken movie, and then like he's done some like very minor roles in TV over the years, and it seems like he's transitioning to uh, like live action TV. Uh, yeah, maybe. But it's weird that I associate that voice with with anime so much when really I think it was just the one other that I heard him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it goes, though. <laughs> but yeah, going back to the setting, it was like... Yeah, again, at the beginning, I was kind of like, oh, here we go again. It's like Nobunaga is like... He's gonna be a demon, and then there's ninja clans, and then so here we go. And then it was ninja like, politics. It was like, wait a minute, those guys are using like machine guns, like belt-fitted like, machine oh, guns. Oh crap, they're robots! What? That was a laser. Yeah, I was like, that guy's using a computer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and he, he, yeah, he like mentions like a time bureau or something. So it's like right off the bat, there were no games. He's like, yeah, he's a time traveler. I'm yeah, the robot guy was put together by aliens. What I, of it? I missed the time traveling part, but I thought it was a really unique take because it's like we've gotten like Nobunaga is a demon so many times, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like, like sort of spiritual is not the right word, but like very supernatural. Yeah, kind of like supernatural, like you know. But, whatever culture you're in is like ideas of heaven and hell and like demons and, and mm-hmm. usually, I find that it's funny that I feel like they don't really do angels it's always just demons <laughs> well um 
I can't, I, I still haven't completely confirmed this. Um, in, I think the episode for download, I did like a little bit of, uh, research on the uniquely, specifically the Japanese take on Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And it mentions that they kind of separate, uh, the like existence between like different realms, different planes, and kind of like looking at the use of the word demon and, and a few other things too. Um, kind of like I think there's a way of looking at that idea of realms in Japanese Buddhism, specifically the idea that like the realms aren't even just separate worlds in and of themselves, but they kind of refer to like what kind of person you reincarnated into. So like if you think of uh, I think like the area above the realm above hell is like the realm of hungry ghosts, and that's just like people who have a unquenchable thirst, a desire that can never truly be satisfied, but they're constantly reaching it. If you like apply that to people, then that's like being reborn as like an alcoholic. <laughs> um, one of the planes was uh, Ashura, and that was above you know mortal men, but you were still like violent and destructive and had like impulses related to uh, carnage and I was kind of the theory I'm working on here is that um, when they when the thing gets translated and someone's referred to as like a demon or a monster like maybe they're referring to Ashura or someone being like that I don't know there's a lot of gaps I've got to fill, and they're kind of hard to fill when you don't speak Japanese. But mm. that's kind of the theory I work on with stuff like that. It's the reason why I think there's never any mention of angels, per se. Yeah. I mean, I think angels are more of a Western thing in general, kind of. That, too. Like, biblical kind of thing. Or, like, you know, just like there, there's, you know, someone can be, like, a monster, but there isn't, like, a good equivalent to that character. Yeah. Or that kind of character. We kind of saw that in this. There was like... It, it was interesting. Like, I bring it up because I feel like so often it's like that kind of classical take. But I, I feel like this kind of... You know, everybody has these theories of like ancient aliens now. I feel like mm -hmm. this was like... like, And there's like theories of like... Like how the Bible was could have been like ancient aliens and shit. And there's like... Prometheus kind of has like a a story about like tying the mm -hmm. Bible to aliens. Uh, I kind of I really yeah. dug that they went instead of like straight up demons. It was just like, well, now let's like explain the demons beyond like the supernatural. Like what what's yeah. really going on here? And it's like aliens. There's aliens. There's time travel. Yeah. There might be more than there might be more than one kind of. Well, there is more than one kind of alien. And chances are a lot of this conflict is them using us as like proxies for their war. Yeah. I, I thought that was like super fascinating. Mm -hmm. No, I was into it. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. It was kind of, it was a little, I guess I was distracted. It was a little tough for me to like follow all of the dialogue a lot of times. But I say, I picked up all the, you know, all the main plot points. But, uh, that stuff was, was cool. I enjoyed, like, the, the mashup. It was nice to see somebody do something different with, like, 
the whole, you know... The lore of Nobunaga. Yeah, the Warring States period, I think. Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Sengoku era. Yeah. Yeah. Ninja clans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, like, I think when they uh, shift to Robot Man becoming Robot Man... There's like these weird aliens that look like they're working, um, working like over them, like putting them together. And I don't know if it's just coincidental, but they looked kind of like some creatures from, um, uh, a story by Lovecraft called The Elder Things, which were like, uh, extraterrestrial beings that came to the earth like a billion years ago. Um, again, I don't know if that was intentional. I was trying to track down the manga to see if they're drawn that way in there as well. I don't know if, uh, well, one of the big things to mention here is that this is, I believe this is the, our podcast's first experience with something by Go Nagai. I don't know if Go Nagai was a Lovecraft fan or not, but, um, this sort of craziness, um, He's not always this fun, but he is always this crazy. Gona guy's a pretty big name in regards to anime, especially uh, further back. Uh, things he's made were uh, trying to think of the name of that giant robot series. Basically, I want to say the super robot genre in general is all him. Um, Devil Man is another creation of his. Cutie Honey, um, the robot was Mazinger Z, that's it. And the three of those have, like, distinctively different flavors. Um, I think Mazinger Z is probably closer to this in regards to just over-the-top, non-stop fighting and carnage. Uh, Devilman, kind of like this, too, except more emphasis on violence and, uh, Cutie Honey was silly, cartoony, and I think as Gona Guy got older, became more and more skeezy. Because <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Gona Guy is kind of a polarizing figure. Um, a description I've kind of I kind of came up with in regards to you know describing what he makes, and many people have kind of like almost serendipitously come to as well. Is he less? thinks up things and draws them so much as like he exposes the part of his brain that is like the id uh-huh. in Freudian psychology and just rubs it all over the so page. The work that's controversial or the guy? It's definitely the work. Mm. Um, I think one of his uh, first uh, series is um, trying to remember the name of the manga. Uh, I think it was like a school manga, and it was really uh, schools. No, no. Pretty high. No. Or on high. Um, (laughs) you're screwing with my brain here. Um, that's it. It's a Harinchi Gakuen. Let me see what if there's a translated title of that. Um, shameless school. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it's like 
it, it, it's like a, an etchy manga. All the dudes in there are perverts and trying to look at panties and grab mm-hmm. boobs and all that stuff. But he made this at a time where you didn't really see this in manga. Manga was uh, pretty tame, at least in that regard. To the degree that he had, like, PTA and women's unions boycotting his mangas and, like... <laughs> PTA? <laughs> people telling people, like, forcing other... Trying to make people not buy it and shit. And he kind of stayed in this... Um, Devilman was over the top violent and had like weird sexual elements to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with Cutie Honey and fucking Violence Jack. Um, a couple of times, I think I've threatened you guys with Violence Jack. I don't. And, or I feel like you've only ever said that you like don't ever want to watch it. Yeah, but it's it. Oof. God. God. Is it as bad as um, the eclipse? Yeah, you know what? That's actually, thank you for bringing that up. So, yeah, think the eclipse. Now, imagine if it were written, like put together in such a way that you got the feeling you were supposed to be jacking off to it. I mean, I wasn't supposed to be jacking off to the eclipse? <laughs> <laughs> no, but to each their own. I didn't. It's, I know you didn't. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I feel like if I had seen it when I was a teenager, I may have. Like it just wouldn't have registered. Oh, you know, basically, you'd have been a deer caught in headlights when there was naked Casca. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how I would. Oh uh, well, that's how I was with that scene in Akira, which I realize now is like <laughs> fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's so dirty, but like as a kid, I was just like, "Oh my god, uh, boobs!" I need to <laughs> need to hide this tape. <laughs> there are boobs. Um, I think the only reason why not only that hasn't happened to me, but I'm like partially desensitized to boobs is because um, the neighborhood kids I kind of ran with but not really were all significantly older than me mm-hmm. puberty had already kicked in so every time they were over they were waiting for my parents to leave so they could switch it to like HBO or Showtime and find some boobies <laughs> <laughs> that's funny That's so I saw them I was kind of like not interested at all but I saw a lot of them before puberty hit <laughs> That's interesting. You never told me that those kids were older. That kind of makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah. They were shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, were they much older? Or, like... Um... Like, one of them, I think it was, like... One of them was, like, nearing teenage years, like, 12, 13, something like that. One of them was, like, two years younger than him. But, like, even the, uh... I think uh, the person closest to my age was like uh, two years older than me. Everyone else was like 13, How 15, old were you? 15. I don't know, like seven, eight, nine. Oh, no wonder they tortured you. <laughs> yeah, I was like ten by the you're time we moved. You're a fucking little kid. <laughs> yeah, I was a yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> I always just assumed they were like other shitty little kids. I'm like, where did this? But I understand. No, I understand the dynamic a little bit. 
they were they were bigger than me. It's not like I didn't try to fight back. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was kind of shitty as an older brother because I because I was a teenager. I was a teenager when my brother was kind of that age, mm-hmm. twelve years older than him. So by the time I was like hitting like peak teen, mm-hmm. he just wanted to hang out, and I was just like, no, don't touch my stuff. We'll come into my room. Mm-hmm. I'm jacking off. <laughs> But, uh, What's jacking off? <laughs> God. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how being a I was thinking about that today. How being a teenager kind of really affects how you deal with everybody and how everybody deals with you. Mm-hmm. It's like exhausting. Like I feel like I am because I I'm not as close to my sister as I used to be when I was younger. Because, you know, I was already, like, pretty much an adult, and she was, like, a little kid, and she was fine, and then, like, now when I go over there, she's a teenager, and it's like, mm-hmm. well, and she's a girl, so it's like, I, you know, I'm not even gonna, like, go in her room, and she's in her room all the time, so. Yeah. It's just, I, I don't know, I just have to tell myself that it's, like, alright, teenagers, you know, it's kind of when you first discover like oh I can like have some kind of independence and like my own thoughts Mm -hmm. and I'm realizing that my parents are like human beings and they make mistakes and like I I don't agree with things it's when you start realizing you can disagree with people (laughs) yeah yeah, and that that in and of itself can be some really tricky stuff. That's how you end up like you, you have some people that are just perpetual contrarians, like they're yeah. just kind of reveling in that. Yeah, I feel like I'm. I the world has beaten me to being that way right now. Like mm-hmm. everyone freaks out about so much shit. Like, and I see people just freaking out when you were talking about like people trying to boycott shit it made me think about like Mortal Kombat stuff by the day like yeah it seems like a weird blip in time but like imagine if we had the internet back then it would seem like it was like fucking crazy and like people wouldn't stop talking about it I bet it would seem like identity politics or something is now it would just be like oh yeah it would be so ubiquitous and it would seem like such a big problem rather than back then it was just like oh yeah those people are like crazy and they don't get it and, but mm-hmm. I don't really. I see them on TV, but I don't have to hear their opinions. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a give and take because uh, the trade off to the internet is uh, some things just don't die, but also with the internet because there's so much going on, some things die too quick. Yeah. The only problem is, is sometimes the things you want to live don't, and the things you want to go away <laughs> stay. Yeah. It's it's funny how much it changed so many things like in terms of like skateboarding. Like skateboarding mm-hmm. used to be like you know it's a big video will come out. Like you'll you'll hear like you'll see an ad be like, This company you love is making a video and it'll be like, Damn, I can't wait for that and then like it drops and like it's amazing. And then everybody starts, you know, seeing what other people did, and like it kind of, you can point to like these big videos throughout skate history that have changed how everybody skates. Um, 
Whereas now it's like, like Thrasher puts like, like three to four like parts from like random people you've never heard of like, like weekly. It's mm-hmm. it's like insane. I can't keep up with it. It's like, yeah. People talk about this all the time. Like it just goes in and out of your brain. Like, oh, like, oh remember that thing? I'm like no. Or like, oh yeah, I remember that thing, but I don't really remember any of the tricks. Whereas like back in the day, you would. And it's the same thing with like anime and games. Like. Mm-hmm. You had the one skate video. You had the one game you played all the time. You had yeah. The one. Movie you had like the handful of animes at whatever your video rental place. Yeah. <laughs> or like whatever came on TV. Yeah. <laughs> like life just kind of life just kind of filtered things via necessity for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times I rented Moonwalker or how many times I rented. I know I rented. I. Pretty sure I did the math. I rented Mortal Kombat 3 enough times to have bought it, like, maybe one and a half times. Mm-hmm. And then my mom got it for me for Christmas. Oh, nice. <laughs> like, the ah, I missed that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, because, like, as much as I saw the trailers for this back in the day, I could never find it at any of the rental places I went to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I was kind of in luck in the sense that like, I would, that especially where I lived in Vallejo, there was a Hollywood video right across the street from the blockbuster. <laughs> and I'd been in the both so many times that I kind of had a rough idea of what had what animes. <laughs> so uh-huh. it's like, okay, if I go here, I'm gonna get this. If I go here, I'll get this. <laughs> yeah. Or you could even predict who was going to get what first. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that's the f- kind of flip side of the internet is, like, shit, like, you know, you had a tape with, like, a weird trailer on it that you would watch, like, that you'd watch the movie so many times that you'd see that trailer so many times, but you could, like, never find it. Like, every mm-hmm. once in a while, I'll have something like that, and I'll go, and I'll, like, I'll be like, what the fuck was that thing? Like, what was it called? Who was in it? I don't remember what it was, but it had Gary Busey. Let me look up Gary Busey's filmography. And mm-hmm. like, oh shit, that's it. Like, and then you can just watch it. Like, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's weird. We have access to like everything that we missed out on our childhood, like right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like all I'm really interested in, in regards to that use of, uh, finding stuff on the internet because, uh, what you were talking about before with skate videos is kind of what I've encountered with anime, specifically new stuff. Like, mm-hmm. even if I, I, I think the only way I'd be ready to like watch everything that comes out as it comes out is if, like, I went back, damn, like, ten years ago, <laughs> <laughs> back when I was out of school and was like at. Not, not only at peak otaku, but peak shut-in. <laughs> That's the only way I could have done it. Yeah, either that or you just get paid to watch it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's the other way. Yeah, I was thinking about that with games the other day. I was just like, I started all these things, like, it's just weird how, like, you'll just do some like, it's like I'll go stretches without opening like Photoshop and like all my design programs for like a really long time, and I, I feel bad because I see people who are really good at like, oh, but there's my little sketch logo of the day on Instagram or whatever, 
and I'm just like I they haven't done anything. But then it's funny, no. like going to work, and like oh, it's like oh now like this is what it feels like to open up Photoshop every day. Like it feels totally normal. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, I wish I could get. And I was thinking about that in regards to like I was like yeah I haven't played Final Fantasy VIII in a few weeks. I was like I want to get back to that, but I just like I moved on to Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. It's like. That's how my my brain works every day. It's like, oh, I want to do this and this, but it's just like, oh, do I want to do this? Do I want to play this or do I want to play that? No, playing that seems like work. I want to do the other thing. <laughs> or sometimes it's like, I got to put in the work. I got to play the other thing. <laughs> it's like, it's completely stupid. Like, this is, we're so privileged. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of the the way that messes with you, that instant access, the ease of access can kind of like create a level of indecision that eats up more time than doing whatever activity you were trying to decide. Like in the time you spent deciding on something, you could have done at least one of them. Yeah. That happens to me a lot. Yeah. I was like, I was working on something in, in Arma 3 earlier today. It's the scenario. And, uh, and I was like, alright, I gotta schedule time to watch this anime. I was like, I just wanna keep playing Arma. And then I watched it and I was just like, I can't stop thinking about Arma. <laughs> 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 but like, I had to like really pull myself to like focus on it. But mm-hmm. it got there and it like started really holding my attention. All the gore yeah. and shit was just like. Yeah. It got me at, um, main character's first solo attempt to take down Robot Man. They really got me with the whole... Um, like It's kind of like uh, Blood Rain, where you have uh, ninjas fighting monsters, but even though you, this is a world where like demons exist and they have crazy magic, the ninjas are still relying on realistic means. So it was kind of cool to see him like trap robot man in an illusion and then find out yeah this wasn't magic <laughs> he like that smoke that's everywhere is actually like chronic they're getting him high and then using suggestion to make him think this shit is like worse than it is <laughs> oh yeah I thought that was funny like I like that and then it's like you know here's you know ninja magic something 1000 flames and it was like oh he actually put oil on the ground and put a bunch of bamboo there to keep the fire going like i thought it was pretty cool like that would be interesting by itself but seeing it used to fight a fucking like alien space robot (laughs) yeah that's what i was talking about with the the, like It's just mm-hmm. like such a, you know, it's like a, it's a Terminator thing too. It's just like the whole movie is like, how the fuck do we stop this thing? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was cool, and it like it put stress on the on the protagonists, and it I don't know, it was just like fun to see that, and like <laughs> trying to figure out in my head like, okay. Because when they, like, when they did that Lord of the Rings shit to him, and mm-hmm. uh, when he was sleeping, <laughs> remember that? And they show up and they fucking stab the, the pillows. 
Yeah. The hobbits because they're fucking dumb as shit, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, um, I actually thought a brother, except they were actually killing people. I don't remember that. It was, it's a minor scene. It's when the, uh, American based Yakuza joins the family. There's a scene where him and his, like, second in command are just, like, walking through some area with, like, I think there were, like, pillows over their guns just shooting people in the head. I th- that sounds very familiar. It might, I think it's time for me to watch that movie. I remember it feeling very comforting. It's a very comforting movie. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. That might be my first, like, Beat Takeshi movie. Like, I first saw Beat Takeshi in Battle Royale. But he, you know, he just starred in that. He wasn't, he, he wasn't directing. Like, I think, uh, Brother was my first instance of, like, starring, directed, and written by Beat Takeshi. Yeah. You know what I think is calming about that movie is it, like, combines my love of, like, Beat Takeshi movies and, like, like old hood classic movies. Your love of black people. <laughs> yeah, that too. And uh and the music. The music, yeah. Yeah. And it's you know all that stuff like mixed together, like that Kitano flair just gives you that mm-hmm. all those little moments you remember, like the basketball scene and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Or him like with like him with his his brother, the mm-hmm. Asian henchman guy, the translator. Yeah. Just them sitting at the negotiating table. I just remember all these little things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a, I think I had a instance recently where I really wanted to watch it, but like, I think it was when I was, when I first moved out here. I think brother was, it's one of the things in my storage unit in California. So I had to uh, find a stream of it. And the stream didn't have the uh, subtitles on it. So I was kind of watching it and not understanding the Japanese, but it actually added <laughs> an interesting level of uh, dimension to the film. Yeah, that's always sort of interesting. Sometimes I'll... When I used to stream things for... Uh, from my computer, like through my PS3, mm-hmm. the subtitle files wouldn't wouldn't go, and so I would watch shit that I would forget there was foreign language stuff in it. Mm-hmm. But also, I in Chaos Theory, you can you can switch the enemy dialogue to be in their native language, mm-hmm. which is really cool. But it's funny because when you listen. Like, there's a lot of really funny dialogue in that, mm-hmm. in that game. But there's no option for subtitles, so you just kind of hear it, which is kind of immersive, but at the same time, it's like, oh, does Sam, like, understand these? Am I supposed to hear this stuff? Mm-hmm. The, the, like, key information. But I, it, it is kind of immersive, and I left that setting on since I like it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> But yeah, I I thought they were gonna have to drop this dude in like a volcano. <laughs> yeah, I was beginning to wonder what it would take, because like, in the fucking oil, like setting the oil lake on fire didn't work. Uh, exploding a whole building didn't work. Mm-hmm. 
they dropped a mountain on him. That sort of worked. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it did. It primarily worked, but like, not. It didn't work immediately enough that he couldn't be like, "Yeah, um, self-destruct is happening. I'm taking you all with me." <laughs> yeah, but uh, when they stabbed him to death, and they dropped first, they dropped the poison, which was cool, and then they all dropped mm-hmm. it, and it fucking starts stabbing. I thought that was great. But, uh, that was pretty good. I was like, why don't they cut off his head? Like, you cut off his head, and like, that's it. And then later on, the, his head comes off, and then he just picks it up and puts it back on. Yeah. <laughs> I really appreciated that. But well, I think I, I think right before the first assassination attempt, I was sitting there thinking, like, right as they're looking down at him, I had the thought, why does a robot need to sleep? <laughs> it's they were sort of like, they didn't really expect thought I, I didn't understand why he was all gooey and mushy and then he was a, a robot but i seem like they somehow like it was just i think it's kind of like uh what they do with terminator where he has like the weird fleshy membrane over the exoskeleton or endoskeleton mm-hmm. uh, skeleton all over over the machine bits to kind of replicate human yeah and I think uh, I think in Terminator 2, Arnold explains that that membrane bit re- kind of like repairs. Mm-hmm. I can't remember for certain. Yeah, but when they blew his face off, I was just like, "Oh, that's right, Terminator." They just gotta drop him some hot lava. Yeah. But uh, they didn't go that route. They went for the he's just gonna blow up. Yeah. After they damage, I think they damaged the core or something, wherever that is. Dropped a mountain on them. Yeah. And it was, I was kind of spacing out, but it seemed like we, I remember being surprised that for some reason, because he seemed like such a, like, I've seen this type of character before, like, oh, like he's like, the sub-boss, and he's, like, real badass, and he's one-dimensional. But then we actually we actually go through his backstory and explain, like, his motivation and how he got those powers. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucked up. He's kind of cursed. Because, like, even when he's, like, made a machine and brought back, it's not like he's, like... And now I will take vengeance. He literally tells the guy that brought him back, you should have just killed me. Fuck, just kill me now. And it's like, nope, you're immortal. Deal with it. I mean, you don't like ninjas, right? There's something to do. I started watching Spawn the other day. Very similar. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, that movie. It's uh, it's a zombie. (laughs) That's the first thing I think about. I put it on to fall asleep, but I was, (laughs) like, within ten minutes, I was just like, jeez, Leguizamo's fucking murdering. He is just all over the place. There's two actors we're wasting. It's Carl Urban and John Leguizamo. Um, Can I add something to that list? An actor that is not getting his due is Michael J. White. Because, like, well, specifically when we talk about, like, you know, gone are the days of the, uh, not just the full-on action star, but, like, yeah. the martial arts guy. Yeah, the martial arts star. Like, if, if 
that were still going, even like at a quarter of the pace that it was before, he'd be a name. He'd be a huge name. You know, it's funny. more people know him for Black Dynamite than anything he's done. Oh, in regards yeah, to Black the Dynamite. Shoulders. Fucking forgot. See, I always think Spawn and Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. But I forgot. I forgot about Black Dynamite. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's kind of. He was like. I feel like he just missed like the wave, like the big yeah, just barely. Just, like he was coming up as it was dying. Yeah, it was like we had like Wesley and like Jackie Chan and and the 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 Reyes family, mm-hmm. and then like that wave like kind of came and he and then Spawn came out and he was just like a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like I think he did a movie. I want to say in the early aughts called Blood and Bone, and I think it's Blood and Bone. I'm not sure. I can't remember what the name of it was. Um, I think it has like Donnie Bosco in it. Um, it's pretty good. It's that kind of movie. It's it's basically like very similar to Lionheart. Where uh, Michael Jai White's character kind of enters this like world of underground fighting, and is doing so to kind of like uh, provide for his family. Um, I want to say Bob Sapp is in that too. <laughs> Bob Sapp, he's another one that would be much bigger if that kind of movie were still in in you know in popularity. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why it's. I blame UFC. I mean, to the degree that, like, the only big thing that has come, only big things that have really come out in that regard since have been UFC, have been, like, MMA related. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, like, closest thing we had to, like, a big uh, martial arts film post UFC kind of taking prominence was never back down. And that was a dumpster fire. Yeah. And this is the really sad thing is, Michael Jai White's in Never Back Down 2. Hmm. That's the only reason why I'm thinking about watching it. <laughs> yeah, it's... We've talked about this before, but I feel like... It's... Like, they kind of... Like, we moved from martial arts-centric movies and, like, centric actors to, like... Action movies now all have martial arts in them. Yeah. Well, it's it's like a um, it's part of the show versus the show. Yeah, and I that's that's okay. That's not really what I want because it's a different experience when it's the show. Yeah, even like even even in movies where it's not completely this movie is entirely about martial arts, there's still like gone an element where martial arts drove it because think of Police Story. Yeah. That's not out and out martial arts movie, but martial arts kind of informs a lot of what's going on yeah. in there. I mean, it's a Jackie it's Chan still movie. Yeah, it's still Jackie Chan, it's still action, it's still comedy. Yeah. But when when it comes time to like not even just time to kick ass, but even like some of the comedic elements Well, that's come I, from Jackie's uh, martial arts prowess. Yeah, I mean that's like it is a martial arts film because it's a Jackie Chan movie, and Jackie Chan yeah. movie comes from that, so you expect that. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess similar to the kind of movies we were talking about, they don't really make anime like this anymore. Yeah. And to some degree, it's good in the sense that this is that kind of anime that I think would drive a modern fan crazy. Mm. Crazy in the sense that there's like a lot of questions being like set up and then not answered. Yeah. There's a lot of gaps to fill, a lot of holes you feel. It, it's very much, it feels very much like you're coming into something in, in medias res and not even necessarily in like an intended way. Um, but I feel like stories like this really kind of like, like get the engine running on a person's imagination, be it just kind of wondering how the story plays out from the point they left off, like, uh, why this world is the way it is. Or if, in my case, I just, I just really want to make something like this. Yeah. I, I restarted the video a couple times. The second time I was just like, oh, that's like a pole going through a man's eye. Yeah, didn't like, I want to say during one of the head crushing bits, um, somebody's eyeball shot out. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, um, just like one more thing I'll mention before we get recommendations is that Similar to a lot of other OVAs around the time that this was made, this kind of like leaves off at a point that I would have been interested to kind of see keep going. Because by the end of it, you find out that, uh, the, like the severed hand of Robot Guy had gotten attached to the main character and he had that like super like busted ass ultra sharp sword that the robot also wielded. Mm. So he, he seemed to be in a position where he could conceivably take out, uh, guys like this dude. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. Did what I just assumed that the aliens gave him a new arm, but did they say it was the guy in, in the, well, yeah, in the dub, they, uh, kind of imply it that there's like some narration and they say like, they they say something about the arm of the uh, ninja slayer guy, and you get this shot of um, Shishimaru, the main character, looking up at where the aliens kind of flew off to, mm-hmm. and his severed arm is no longer a severed arm. He has a he he has another arm there, and you kind of piece it together. They mention that dude's arm, and now you know. The guy who was missing an arm has one again. He's got a robot arm there. Mm-hmm. And he's also got that sword that was just kind of chopping through everyone else's weapon. Yeah, so... Like, that that's what actually managed to take down the robot in the end. So now he's actually got a... He's got a weapon capable. Because, like, it was kind of interesting seeing that. Like, seeing... Not even just him, a couple of other characters actually land killing blows on this robot and be like, fuck, he's got god hacks. <laughs> I should have killed him. This ain't fair. Yeah. Where did this, like, was this a manga or something? Yeah. Um, I think I found it right before we started recording. It's, uh, three chapters long. And I think it was the first, um, Manga that got um, published by Gonagai. 
Oh, wait, I didn't find it. I found some weird website that talks about it, but they don't actually have the goddamn manga for me to read. Shit. Damn it. Damn it. Whatever. So it's the manga... Yeah, so I think... I think... Oh, no, wait, I'm looking at it right here. Um... Right now, I'm looking at Ninja Guy and a caveman fighting a giant mammoth. So maybe the manga does cover some stuff, some extra stuff. Damn. So it was short, though. But it was short. It was only three chapters. Only three chapters, and it there was never anything else. Not as far as I know. Hmm. The only guy moved on to some other stuff. Was- well, the, the the mammoth was a robot. Why is it called the... Black Lion is what they refer to the uh, good guy aliens as. That's what I thought, but, like, why? (laughs) I I don't know. They weren't black and they weren't lions. Yeah, see, I thought the name would ultimately have something to do with Shishimaru, because Shishi is the Japanese word for lion. So I thought maybe it was going to, like, come down to some kind of prophecy, like... He was the guy the robot was supposed to kill. Hmm. Yeah, I thought Nobunaga was going to be the bad guy, but he wasn't. Well, yeah, he's clearly the boss. Good old yeah, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at some shit right now. They're like on a spaceship interacting with some aliens and. I mean, yeah, the manga, it's three chapters. I think it, it goes to some places that the uh, anime doesn't, but there isn't a lot there. I'd say it's worth a read, though. Yeah. This looks cool at the very least. And I mean, it's 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 a definite read if you're a uh, Golden Guy fan. We're going to get into Golden Guy stuff uh, once we pass the 100-episode mark. There's a couple of uh, creators I really want to go in-depth on. But I'm taking it easy till I finish the semester of school because it is wearing my ass out. <laughs> We're very proud of you. Thank you. Um, We're proud parents. <laughs> my sister's been saying that a lot. <laughs> Not the proud parent thing, just that she's like proud of me. I think. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's cause my mom's not around to say it. Well, I just. Glad you did it. I know I was worried. Like, what's he gonna do? <laughs> yeah, well, I kind of one of the things uh, was me realizing that, like, since I'm not really like super hype on the art thing anymore, mm-hmm. I kind of really don't care. Yeah. Like, as long as I made enough money to not have to worry about shit, I was okay. The problem is, is every time I got into like a routine where I was like, yeah, I can do this something would go wrong. So I gotta, like, set myself up where shit won't go as wrong, at least. Because at this point in my life, as long as I have time for this podcast and related stuff, I'm good. I'm just glad that you didn't, like, decide that you were never gonna go to school or something. Well, it was it was kind of a plan for different reasons, but uh, at this point, it's like I want to make enough money to kind of like live the way I'm living now and not have to worry about shit. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Like, 
I have a good setup, but I'm like, I owe money and shit, and I'm not like, like I have a seasonal job right now, but like after that, it's kind of like, I gotta find something steady, you know? All I gotta do is find something steady, and it's like, it's not like I'm paying a ton of, a ton in rent. It's just like, it's fucking sucks trying to find something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't, it's like I, I want to be in my field, but it's fucking, like it just, I feel like just going back to retail will slow me down, but I might have to do that. But anyway, mm-hmm. Black Lion. Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting to say the least. I'd say it's fun. It's it's worth a watch. Yeah, I had fun. Um, like if you're looking for something like really deep, um, probably don't watch this unless you've had a bit to drink or smoke or have a group of ratty friends along with you. Uh, you know, if you just want to kick back and watch something crazy, or you kind of like miss the days of the random ass OVA. Yeah, that's, it definitely gave me that feel where it's just like, damn, like, I just watched this, now I want to, like, play with toys and, like, play some old video <laughs> games and, like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> it took me back. Mm-hmm. You know what it was? I think, because it's on YouTube, and the beginning of the video is, like, tracking being adjusted on a VHS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, not to bring up skateboarding again, but there's a lot of kind of it's a little annoying sometimes. But there's people that still shoot on those old cameras just because they grew up watching skate videos on VHS, yeah. and they're like, "Oh no, it doesn't look right in like 1080p." Yeah, it's like it's got to be four three, and it's got to look like shit. <laughs> you gotta you have to use the tracking function. I want those weird scan lines. Yeah, there's a lot more going on in this manga, come to think of it. I think it's three volumes, more than three chapters, because there's a lot here. Hmm. But yeah, so definitely, there's there's one recommendation, recommend, recommendation right off the bat. Uh, check out the manga. Um... Yeah, one of the things I mentioned was something we actually watched for this podcast really early in this podcast's uh, life was uh, Blood Rain. You mentioned that earlier, and I just keep thinking of like that weird U-Bowl movie and like the PS2 game. No, that was the one with like the gay ninjas in it, and um, <laughs> one of the characters was a mud baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mud baby. Yeah. He was born from the dirt. <laughs> it's okay if you don't remember it. I don't re- was it old? Yeah, it was it was it was like early like no, I think it was actually like late eighties. I was gonna say early nineties. It came out in the US in the late in the early nineties, but it was like late eighties. It's really hard to search for. <laughs> There's a person with one eye. Um, Curse of the Undead Yoma is like the uh, secondary title. Oh, 
think yeah, and there was a guy who had well, he didn't have one eye; he had one eye covered. Well, this guy's holding his eye. Yeah, I remember this one. I think about yeah. this a lot. I think this is what I was thinking about while I was watching this. It's because they started mentioning those clans again. But I don't yeah, those similar setting, I want to think. Because they mention... Uh, oh, I want to say they mention Nobunaga in it as this, well. This was the one with the Doc Brown spider monster. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were spider monsters in it. Um, it's a similar thing. Granted, instead of uh, normal ninjas fighting crazy robots, it's normal ninjas fighting demons and monsters. But it's kind of the similar. The action plays out very similarly, where they're utilizing realistic means and sneaky ways against these like larger than life threats. So if you kind of enjoyed what they were coming up with, trying to take down this robot. Uh, you'll really like Blood Rain. Um, something kind of similar in that you have a kind of like scrappy main character trying to take down an unkillable enemy is something else we watched, uh, Ninja Scroll, where the big villain has Wolverine powers. <laughs> um, I'd say you'll like Ninja Scroll. Um, the main character is different from Shishimaru. He's he's way more charismatic. He's a uh, a lot more fun, but is no less capable. Um, one of the obvious influences on this uh, fucking Terminator. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't know if it's a full on influence on the manga. The manga might actually predate it, but it does not predate. I don't think it predates the anime. Like, I was skimming through the manga, and I don't think there's any shots of, like, half of his face being revealed and robotic. I think that was something they put into the anime, because the... I want to say this manga came out in the 70s. Hmm. But the anime didn't get made in Japan until 92. And Terminator 2 was, what, 90, 91? I don't know. And, I mean, Terminator was 80s, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so the the Terminator definitely predates the anime. The, and the yeah, what were you saying? Oh, uh, nothing. I'm just trying to substantialize my claim that the anime is influenced by Terminator. <laughs> I have no idea. Terminator. Remember in Karate Kid, he was always like the tournament. Gonna fight in the tournament. I don't remember tournament, <laughs> but he was. What wasn't he originally from Jersey or something? I don't know. Yeah, I watched. I watched Karate Kid too recently. I don't think I've ever sat through that whole thing. It's good. I like it. I like. I like the first and second one a lot. The third one's kind of a mess. They don't really recover. <laughs> Is that the next Karate Kid? No, the third one was also Daniel. But it was a movie that didn't need to happen. <laughs> and that actually works its way into the plot. I think uh, the second one, they go to Japan, right? Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I found myself really wanting to watch that. I should watch that. I've... Only it's seen good. Clips of it on TV, but it looked good. 
It's I, super good. I don't know what the fucking third one's about. It's it it's worth to watch it if I guess if you've seen the first two, but it's a yeah it's like like it's funny its biggest problem and like the reason why the movie that itself doesn't work is because it didn't need to happen. <laughs> hey, you know I actually watched the the Jackie Chan one was Mexico. I forgot to rewatch that. I saw that. That was better than I thought it would be. Maybe even better than it had any right to be. Yeah, it's good. But that one kind of had the same problem of like, I don't care, like, no matter how good you make this, this really didn't need to happen. <laughs> I can't get away from that. No, but I I enjoy that movie. Jackie Chan gives a pretty good performance. Oh no, no, he's he's. I think he's kind of why it works. Yeah. The fight scenes are like really brutal. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, you know why they feel so brutal is because yeah, because they're little ass kids. Yeah, yeah the shit doesn't seem right, and they're getting hurt. Beating the they're shit getting real. Out of each other. Yeah, <laughs> like the shit's uncomfortable. Also, we're older. Yeah, because we saw. I want to say we saw Karate Kid when Daniel was older than us. Yeah, probably. I don't know when I watched it though. It's kind of weird to like go back and watch stuff like that now. Like, I mean, the disconnect kind of still works since it's like people not in their teens playing teenagers. Yeah. Like I see why I see why they do that now. Yeah, it's really weird when I look back on movies and I'm just like, oh, this person that was always older than me is like younger than me in this movie. <laughs> like Spider-Man. Yeah. Toby Maguire, I'm sure I'm older than he was in those movies. Mm-hmm. Maybe not though, because he was kind of old. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny how that changes your perspective. <laughs> yeah. Like Friends. I remember mm. the episode when Joey turned 30 and it was like a ways in. Mm-hmm. So, like, watching those earlier episodes, like, fuck, they're all younger <laughs> than me now. And I can't, like, my brain doesn't want to do that. Like, it won't allow me to look at them as younger than me. Because mm-hmm. it's still, like... Well, being, we were so much younger than them when we watched it. But they're still, like, being adult in that point of time is, like, not an experience that I relate to. So it still feels yeah. like I'm watching, like, older people. That's true. But, um, yeah, this is a tangent-filled episode. Yeah. Deal with it. <laughs> um, anything you got to recommend in regards to this? I don't know. I feel like there's so much shit that we've watched that's, like, similar. That's, like, just go to our website and look. <laughs> <laughs> Look at anything that has like a cyberpunk thing or like ninjas. It's all very similar. But, uh, I mean, violence, you know, how many times have we recommended Akira on this Mm -hmm. show? Um, Have we ever watched Akira for this show? Not yet. I want to save that for some kind of occasion. I don't know what. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Because I think Joe hasn't seen it. What? I think he hasn't seen it. I'm not 100%. Joe's just a bad person. No, he's not. He doesn't like fucking Hawaiian pizza. He doesn't like Cowboy Bebop. He's never seen Akira. <laughs> not here. <laughs> just a terrible person. Where's the uh, show? He's he's been working like a Jamaican. Like a Jamaican? Yeah, he's got three jobs. Um, I don't know if this is where that joke comes from. There was like a run, like an ongoing skit on In Living Color <laughs> of this Jamaican family, and all of them had like a bunch of jobs. <laughs> And like the the older son was lazy because he only had four jobs. <laughs> That's funny. I like jokes like that where you could tell it was just like a couple of writers like latched onto one thing that they noticed, but like mm-hmm. nobody else does. Yeah, and they ran with it. Because my mom would make a joke about, would make jokes about working like a Jamaican, and I would sit, I would sit there and think like, is she referencing the In Living Color skit, or is that a thing? So they, they're, they're high when they work. She getting high when she works. <laughs> no, I didn't think of that. <laughs> no, from from. Our conversation, she was weird like me. She didn't really mess with pot because it would like get her all freaked out. Mm-hmm. I feel like you couldn't make that joke today. Yeah, probably not. Working like a Jamaican. What does that mean? <laughs> What's your problem with Jamaicans, man? It's like, I, I, I have not. You've never even met a Jamaican. How do you know? <laughs> Me saying that to them. <laughs> I don't know anybody who knows any Jamaicans. Yeah, I mean, I, I opened this with me saying I don't completely understand like the world of the joke, so to speak. <laughs> I don't know where it begins, where it pertains to that skit, this, that, and the other. Um, I. Th- would like to recommend Prometheus because oh yeah aliens yeah oh yeah there's that and Blade Runner 2049 just cause it people should go see it in a theater yeah that'd be interesting it's not very relevant (laughs) but there's computers I'd say Prometheus is relevant. Yeah. Fury Road. And the Road Warrior. Road Warrior is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have much in the ways of recommendations. That's fine. Man, going the guy was a fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, in regards to going to guy, um, I'd say softball it, getting into him, either start with the giant robot stuff, <laughs> the Mezinger things, or, um, 
watch like the live action adaption, the live action movie of Cutie Honey before getting into Cutie Honey. Maybe I think Cutie Honey Flash might be a good place to start. Again, Gona Guy is pretty polarizing. And reading up on him, it kind of makes sense. But we'll get into that when we get into more of his stuff proper. Hmm. Anything you want to say to the audience before, um, I don't know, I become a fucking ninja hunting robot? Kiss my ass. <laughs> Seriously, why are you so hostile towards the, uh, the listeners? Because they don't <laughs> exist. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And I have a problem with... The opening and closing theme is Synthetic Highway. Please check out its creator, Submorphine, at soundcloud.com slash submorphine. Preview theme slash promo theme is Anime Raku. Please check out its creator at facebook.com slash squarion, S Q U A R I O N. Also check out Squarion's Flash Project, Project Stick, at facebook.com slash Project Stick. For old episodes and new episodes as they come out, please subscribe to us on soundcloud.com slash radio. You can also subscribe to us on Facebook facebook.com slash radio on twitter at radio or through android itunes or google play if you want to talk to the hosts individually i'm on twitter at connect. joe is on twitter at mhgp returns and mike is on twitter at hyperknights He was just, he's just like talking in the Dr. Claw voice. He's like, it's over. It's ridiculous. It's, just, yeah, I, it's I, even I, worse because he's like dying, so it's like <laughs> that weird sort of gaspy bit people do. Yeah. I'm tell you the end. It's just ridiculous. I.